This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Beachview Studios. Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Ready to uh, talk some professional wrestling. And we talk about people in and around professional wrestling and independent professional wrestling. And we got a very photogenic interview for you guys here today. I'm looking forward to. Uh, but anyways, you can check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Or we also do the show over at IndieWrestling.us. We can also follow up with a lot of people that we talk with. Um, and, and see them in action with a lot of the promotions we work with in digital distribution and video over there uh, with Sidekick Media Services. Drop us a line, Good times at wrestlingmayhemshow.com, 412-3... Oh, the number's on your website. Uh, 412-302-WMS0. Uh, I had too many tacos tonight, sorry. Uh, and you can drop us a line, let us know what you think of people coming up, questions for anybody we have announced for interviews, or even suggestions on who we should talk about on the show. And please uh, support the show at patreon.com slash show. You guys literally help keep the lights on here in the studio. So with me is somebody... It's amazing what you're going to come across when you're having an insomnia attack uh, in uh, a, a Sunday night and you're flipping through your Instagram. And a good friend of the show, she's been on here multiple times, Brett Baker, shared a, an awesome picture. And I followed the breadcrumbs through to our guest right now, Michael Watson of the awesome wrestler photo book. Uh, Kickstarter is joining us right now. How you doing? Good, man. How are you? It's great. I'm doing great. And I'm, I'm enjoying a lot of what I'm seeing from your project so far. I want to get that into that in a moment. But first of all, if yeah. you're, you're doing this, you're obviously a wrestling fan, right? So a lot of uh, yep. oh, nice, yeah. nice icebreaker question we like to throw out there for people is what is your earliest memory of professional wrestling? Um, so it's kind of like it's a pretty convoluted one. It's not like a specific memory. But I remember uh, when I was a kid, like probably like four or five uh, watching with my dad and I remember us doing like, um, <clears throat> it was like pro wrestlers us where we were like, like wrestle in the living room after watching it. And, uh, I would, he was, I would be Hulk Hogan and he'd be the ultimate warrior, but I always thought it was the ultimate lawyer. Cause I didn't know what a lawyer was, but I knew my dad <laughs> was like a business guy. So I just called him the ultimate lawyer for years. Uh, but yeah, so there was that. Um, and then, and then later, uh, like Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon was the thing that really like hooked me back in when I was like probably 10 or 11 and, and got me through the teenage years and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. That's great. So, so I wanted to get into the kind of the, the project that you're working on now. Maybe we'll get in some background there afterwards uh, and how you got to this point. But uh, sure. so you got a pretty cool Kickstarter going on. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what this is? Yeah. So um, uh, I'm a photographer. Uh, I'm a film photographer, especially so um, I've been shooting pro wrestling for about five or six years now. And uh, at first I was just kind of like doing the thing, kind of just shooting ringside a lot. And uh, within the past few years, uh, I wanted to kind of marry this uh, film photography that I was super into with the pro wrestling. And so I started taking this Polaroid camera to shows. Uh, it was like kind of like my favorite camera. It's got a really good flash, so I can kind of shoot it anywhere. Uh, and I just started shooting Polaroids of a couple wrestlers 
And I got him back, and I was looking at him, and I just like kind of kept staring at him. It was a couple, a couple local wrestlers, uh, and I was like, man, these are so cool. And so I kind of got this thing cooked up in my head where I was going to take portraits of as many people as I could for the next, I said like three to five years. And uh, I wanted to compile them onto a book, and I'd never done a book before, so I was like, well, what a cooler idea for a first book than this. Uh, and so that's kind of how it came about. And I just kind of started shooting. And, and within the past like year and a half, two years, it kind of snowballed. I got a lot more than I thought I was going to get in like a really short time period. And uh, so I was like, I think the time is now. And I think the time is to put the book out. And it's kind of interesting to see all these different paths these guys are taking right now. And uh, yeah, so I figured now is the time. And uh, so the Kickstarter is up and I put it up and I reached my goal in I think three hours, which Jeez. is bananas. Like I, I, I said I was going to put it up on the first and I ended up uh, jumping the gun and be like, ah, February is a short month. I'll put it up on the 31st. I just posted on my Facebook and I had uh, like a wrestling Instagram and my Twitter. And uh, I don't have a particularly large like wrestling following on any of those uh, or didn't, I guess. Uh, my Instagram's like I've gotten a ton of new people since uh, some of these wrestlers have been sharing these photos from the book. But um, yeah, and I, uh, I teach photography in Des Moines, uh, Iowa, where I live. My second, so I put my phone in my pocket and just blowing up like pretty much as soon as I did it. And uh, two hours later, I got out of my class and I checked my phone and I have a text from a buddy of mine that's like, "Oh my god, man, you're you're almost at your goal already." And I got like nine hundred bucks in two hours or whatever. So it's gone just far, far, far better than I could have ever expected it to go so far. That's amazing. That, that's great. So, so when you're going uh, over the the couple years you did this, like when you're mm -hmm. when they were taking. When the guys were taking the pictures, like, were you telling them this was going to be for an eventual book? So was that like, were you kind of getting the word out amongst them that way? Or were you just like another guy taking some pictures at a wrestling show? Oh, no, absolutely. I was I was telling these guys uh, and gals, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, as you were talking about Britt Baker, uh, I got to go to a Shimmer show and shoot a bunch of portraits there, which was awesome. But uh, the, yeah, I've been telling people literally since day one, the first ones I shot, which were like, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Eddie Kingston, ACH, um, and a couple of other guys uh, that are escaping me right now. But I told them, I was like, hey, this is for this book that I'm starting. And like, uh, you know, it's going to be years and years and years and years. And I'll probably grab portraits of you guys again later on down the road, which I have gotten portrait, second portraits of all three of those guys, actually. Uh, and so it's kind of been surprising to me that people have remembered it because I've been emailing guys uh, about you know, this book finally coming out, sending the other photo, all that kind of stuff. And most of the people that have hit me back remember taking the photo and uh, that the project was even happening. And we're, we're pretty excited that it was getting finished. So Awesome. So that probably leads to a little bit of like that word getting shared. I imagine that they, you know, once they saw that this came out, they're like, oh, hey, that's that project and got it out the yep. people, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been like super cool. Um, like the people that have, uh, like the wrestlers that have posted about it and, and like been so excited to, to kind of link back to what I was doing and share information about the project and not just the photo. So, um, yeah, it's been the, the amount of, um, like a support that I've gotten through the wrestling community has been just unreal and far more than expected. And so it's been cool. That's great. That's awesome. So, so tell me, so you, you talked about a little bit of your kind of the, 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 you know, beginning of this project, but what was your first, like, you know, how did you get into indie wrestling even before that? Were you kind of seeing it a lot beforehand and, and decided you wanted to get into the, the, this version of the photo side of it? 
So, um, wrestling, I I was aware of like I was aware of like Ring of Honor for a long time and stuff like that. Um, and then probably, you know, I was kind of like aware of what was going on in the Indies. I don't know that I was necessarily paying attention to any of them. Living in Des Moines, Iowa, there's not a ton going on. You know, there's um, we have a couple like really cool local uh, promotions. There was only one at the time, um, but there's not really a whole lot of like national talent getting flown in or or whatever anything like that. Um, so I didn't really know of much going on as far as like shows to actually go to or like specific promotions to watch. I just kind of was aware of some of these guys that I had seen in Ring of Honor. Um, and, you know, heard about through some of the indie guys that had gone up to WWE and stuff like that. So uh, I used to shoot like a bunch of like punk rock and like hardcore shows. I still do every now and again. But, but it was kind of getting a little bit stale. I was kind of feeling like I was shooting the same venue all the time. So it was kind of just like I was taking the same photos with just different people in it. And uh, I remember watching Raw one night and uh, I was just like, man, that would be cool to photograph. Like, just being a fly on the wall of that and being like able to get all these different angles. Cause there's a lot more sides to what's going on and there's a lot more motion and there's a lot more different, um, you know, things that these guys are doing with their body and stuff like that. So I, I got a hold of three uh, XW, our local, um, wrestling promotion at the time, uh, showed them some of my photos, which this was like six years ago. So I'd be embarrassed to know what I sent them back then. <laughs> and, uh, was just basically like, Hey, my name's uh, Michael Watson. I'm a professional photographer in town. I'm a big wrestling fan. I'd love to come photograph your event. And they were super into it. They, they, uh, welcomed me, uh, to their, to their show. And I got to shoot and just, I mean, first match, it was, it, it wasn't anything, you know, I couldn't tell you who it was. I couldn't, there's just two local guys, two regional guys, whatever. And just like how it had the whole ebb and flow of photographing this thing was just like, it was a completely different thing. And I loved it from like that very second. And then, uh, so I shot for them a couple of times. They brought in Colt Cabana to one of their shows and, uh, I had emailed him and was just like, Hey man, if you need any photos on that show, let me know. And he's like, Oh yeah, I'd love to. So I, I shot some photos of him. Um, you know, kind of chatting him up or whatever and mentioned that I wanted to come out to AAW in Chicago, uh, which I knew he wrestled that pretty regularly. And he was like, Hey man, if you need any help getting in the door, just let me know. And so I showed up at the show and he, uh, he was like, Oh, you showed up. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, Hey Danny, this guy's going to shoot ringside. Danny's the owner of, uh, Danny Daniels, the owner of AAW. He was like, sure, whatever, man. And so I, I shot ringside that night. Uh, I got to see Sammy Callahan for the first time live, which was so, so cool. He was in like a last man standing match with this guy, Shane Hollister, who was a regional guy and uh, Silas Young and Kalisto, who's now, or he's now Kalisto, he used to be Sam Rydell. So mm-hmm. a bunch of these guys and uh, man, it was just, it was that 3XW, but just like amplified times a thousand because it was this, you know, really rabid fan base and like more the style of wrestling that I'm into. 3XW is kind of the family friendly kind of deal, which is great. Just not my, not my uh, specialized taste in wrestling, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I showed them the photos at AW and they were like, whenever you can make it back, come back. Because I, I live 300 plus miles away from AW. Like once a month, once every month when I can. So That's amazing. So, so you're really kind of thrust into the backstage of indie wrestling pretty, pretty early on of getting into indie wrestling. Right. So was that, what was your biggest kind of uh, surprise uh, of being kind of like so close to that action and, and so close to even seeing probably backstage stuff um, around that? 
Yeah, I missed the first half of that question. My internet cut out. I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> um, no, no just uh, you know, what was kind of your surprise? Kind of uh, uh, you know, getting into indie wrestling and having that that up front and center, and then even seeing a little bit of the backstage and everything. Um, yeah, like on that level, at least, uh, uh, kind of right off the bat for you. Like, what was what, so, what surprised you? Yeah, um, I mean, just the whole thing, the whole process of all of it was overwhelming. You know what I mean? To like. Mm-hmm. To like be in kind of that, the first show I wasn't backstage much at all. I was very timid to be, you know, I kind of uh, have been in like tattoo culture and stuff like that. And there's this whole thing of like all this like really ultimate respect if you don't just walk into somebody's back room of their shop without, you know, into the tattoo area without being invited and all this kind of stuff. So I was very just kind of like my place is at ringside and I'm not going to really, you know, push that boundary at all, especially now when I'm just trying to. Uh, prove that I can take some cool photos for these guys. But I just, um, I think the thing that was like so cool and so surprising about me was it reminded me exactly of that, like, like punk rock and hardcore, like shows that I used to go to, like the sense of community, especially with everyone involved in throwing the shows. Like uh, this guy, Keith Lipinski, uh, who uh, is one of the producers at AAW, used to work for like Wrestling Society X and a bunch of other cool stuff. But, uh, you know, he, he shows up and he's wearing like one of my favorite band's t-shirts. And I was like, whoa, like and it was just kind of this whole cool, um, like very familiar vibe of like this, like community that I, that I had really kind of been missing from, you know, my early twenties in that, in that, uh, that music scene, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of crossover in that, uh, uh, especially, especially those bands. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> So, so what is it? You know, tell us a little bit about. Let's get a little, little, little photo techie uh, geek sure. on this for a moment. Tell us what you're shooting on, and kind of oh. why is that kind of different than what's usual. Sure, sure. I can actually show you real quick. It's right yeah. behind me. I say, if you're not on video, he's got. We were admiring when you were fixing the connection, all the cameras and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> yep. So, uh, where's the camera? At? There we go. This is the camera that I shoot. That like this is literally the camera that I've shot all wow. these portraits on. Uh, so it's kind of like a little like transformer, eighties uh, Polaroid camera. Mm-hmm. It flips out. Oh my god! There we go. It's a little stiff sometimes. It's from the eighties, but yeah. So uh, what it is? It's a Polaroid uh, SLR camera. So that means it uh, basically means I can focus it right. So with most of like the old Polaroid cameras, you basically have. Uh, like a like one focal length, so that's why like they're kind of like a little blurry sometimes. Like the old uh, Sun Pack, where you like flipped it up and it shot out. Like the Outcast song, "Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture," that all that was about. Like that camera, uh, this shoots the exact same kind of Polaroids. Uh, it's just kind of the I think they called it the professional model because you could actually focus it and you could uh, adjust your brightness settings and stuff like that a little bit. So uh, what I really liked about it was it kind of combines like this low-fi. Um, analog technology, but I can still control the image quality to some degree. You know, it's not um, so out of my hands like that, that I can't control, you know, where my brightness is, where my focus is and stuff like that. And it creates these like really sharp, but still like really gritty and kind of dreamy photos. Um, so that's why I picked that camera. It was, it's honestly, it was the camera that I was obsessing over when I started the project. So it was just kind of like, oh, I guess this is what I'm going to use. And I still love it. It's still one of my favorite cameras. I use it all the time for tons of different stuff. Uh, and then the film stock specifically that I use for all of it is a black and white Polaroid, but it's got a black frame, which you can see like on those photos I posted on Instagram. Um, and 
the tricky part is they just stopped making that. Like out of nowhere, they just stopped making it in like October of last year. So it's been like real tricky to kind of find this film that was kind of like real niche to begin with. Um, but I just thought that was a really cool, like really contrasty. Uh, I really like the black uh, back, uh, the black border to it. And honestly showing these guys, like uh, when I was taking the photos, like this is what the photos look like. Uh, they were just kind of like, whoa, like that's awesome. So it kind of got them a little bit more excited about being involved in it too. That's awesome. And I say, so I think you really hit this from the looks of things in like a golden age of independent wrestling. Cause right off the bat, you know, you, you, we're seeing Tommaso Ciampa, we're seeing Leo, Leo Rush. I know, uh, guys like Johnny Gargano, of course, everybody yeah. is a, almost a household name in wrestling now after, uh, after this last weekend with the Royal Rumble and takeover, yeah. right? Uh, yep. like this is like an amazing look at things. And, and that's how, and that's how I got it. And again, something that the wrestlers are going to share too. Right. Because right. I noticed, uh, uh, you know, Brits, I noticed like, I think maybe Gargano maybe posted his own or something. And I'm still, no, I posted, I posted Gargano's. I right. He posted it. <laughs> but I know like a lot of the people are, a lot of the wrestlers are really interested in it. So it's something different, you know, it's not just another, yeah. another, uh, uh, you know, same, uh, you know, photo thing. So, uh, that's sure. awesome. Uh, so and there's, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say there's like this really cool, like kind of reconnaissance in reconnaissance. That's not the right word. I'm trying Renaissance. It's not reconnaissance, uh, in like pro wrestling photography. So, you know, when I got into it and it's, this isn't to like obviously bash anybody or anything like that, but it was, it was a lot of the guys that have been shooting it, these like small indies for like 20 years. And they were kind of just using like pretty outdated techniques, pretty outdated, outdated technology and stuff like that. And I met, uh, my friend Zia, uh, who used to shoot for Chikara a lot, she might still shoot for Ring of Honor every now and again. Uh, if you ever saw the Rolling Stone article about Kimberly, about her being like the first women's champion, those were all uh, my buddy Zia's photos nice. uh, that were in that whole article. And she was like the first person I found that was kind of like this like uh, punk rock um, uh, like photographer who was also super involved in wrestling and had this very interesting um an artistic take on wrestling photography and um i've seen a bunch more of those pop up um not necessarily because of me or z or anything like that but just uh i think more artistic photographers are getting involved in wrestling and they're like oh this looks like something fun to go shoot uh there's a ton of them in the uk there's uh this guy james uh, Muselwhite goes by y2 jim or y2 jim bob on instagram uh, portrait of a wrestler is his other thing, but man, I got to watch him work uh, at Ring of Honor in October, and he is just unreal with a camera. So it's really cool to be seeing, as just from a photographer standpoint, all these other really really cool photographs coming out, like involved in the pro wrestling scene. We uh, we've had this conversation before too about uh, you know. Uh, things like commentary and video and, and things like that around independent professional wrestling and how yeah. a lot of these groups kind of cut corners on things. And I know you're very particularly doing like a very stylistic thing. What importance is it for, uh, do you think of, uh, uh, for a promotion to find like a decent photographer to shoot what's happening, uh, around their group? So, um, you know, as a photographer in like a, somebody that looks at photos all day and is like kind of a photo snob, obviously I'm going to say it's like important, but I think like <laughs> production value in general is like really important. And I think it's, um, something that a lot of organizations are realizing they can't really cut or they can, but it, it shows when they cut corners in it. Right. 
so like I take all the photos for all the AEW um, like flyers and posters and DVD covers and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it, it shows in quality when you have somebody that knows what they're doing, that's bringing professional equipment to shoot these photos. And you know, when you're assembling a poster with all these photos and you have not the same, you know, like I love Matt Riddle, but the same photo of Matt Riddle has been going around and is in on every poster, uh, for every wrestling show that he's on. But like the AEW shows have different ones because like we took them there, you know what I mean? And there's a mm-hmm. bunch of different wrestlers like that where there's whatever the top hit on Google for this wrestler is like the promoters will just throw that on their flyers and they kind of all meld together, you know, because you just see that same picture and you kind of forget where you saw it. Uh, so I think to have like these kind of unique, um, specific to your promotion, either production or video quality or uh, photography is pretty important in separating yourself when there's just all of these companies popping up mm-hmm. um, to kind of separate yourself and, and give your brand a little bit of a different identity. That's awesome. So so obviously, you go know, back to the Kickstarter, you've done well over what what you go probably what is it at least three four times uh you're expected uh what you needed right i think i think i'm at uh like 580 percent because they give you a (laughs) they give you a percentage at the top and it just doesn't even seem like a real number anymore um but yeah so so when i started the kickstarter i basically wanted to cover half of the cost of like actually printing the books yeah uh so i thought i was going to make a run of 200 Maybe if the Kickstarter went really well, 300 books, and probably end up with a box of 50 when I, when this was all said and done. And like like when, you know, 10 years from now when I've sold every book that I'm going to sell, I'm going to still have – like I was in a band that we – I still – my wife kills me because we still have probably 100 records in our basement of this band that we, we just want to yeah. put out a record, you know? And Yep, uh, yep. yep. I'm, I'm in that in that camp too. <laughs> Thank you. Every – yeah, every local band that's put out a record has, you know, you got to order 250 and you sell maybe 75 to 100. So you got <laughs> you got to find out to do with the rest. Um, but so, so, yeah, you know, I, I thought this production run was going to be, you know, two or 300 books if I was lucky. And I've already, uh, through Kickstarter, there's already been a pre-order of, I think, close to 200 at this point, which is bonkers. So I think I'm going to do a, a run of 500, assuming that it doesn't, you know, get crazy or just completely drop off from now. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to not have to spend like three grand on printing this book after I've already, you know, bought, you know, these packs of film, it's like eight shots per pack and it costs like 25 bucks. So I spent already spent quite a bit of money and time, uh, not to mention all the gas and just time off of work and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been awesome. It's obviously overfunded all my production costs and everything like that, which is great. Good. Um, production costs as far as like the book and the prints and the pins and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't know that I'm quite there on, on, uh, time that, or money that I've <laughs> personally spent on the film, but I'm not super worried about that. I just wanted to see this thing in my hands, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I, I, I've, I've definitely, uh, put my bid in for it. That's something that's going to be nice on the coffee table here in the studio as far as and I'm I, concerned. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Uh, so tell me, uh, what is, as far as wrestling goes, what are you watching these days, or is there anybody in, in particular that uh, kind of guys has Ooh. your attention to look out for? Man, uh, to look out for. Ooh, okay, we'll start there because there's like some there's some there's some people in the Midwest that are really doing some real cool things. Good, right good. Now. I want to so, hear it. I'm in Pittsburgh. Let us know what we're missing. Yep, yep. Uh, you, you guys heard about Zachary Wentz yet? 
I believe so. I think he's been through. Ooh. I think we've seen him. Yeah, that's. I mean, we've seen him in IWC, and I think he's doing a lot of Ohio lately. Yeah, yeah, he's an Ohio guy. So he's he's uh, one of uh, like Callahan and the Chris brothers. Yeah, um, yeah. Students, but he's in Japan right now. Uh, he's unreal. It's him and um, Desmond Xavier team a lot. Desmond Xavier is on like Impact, and mm-hmm. uh, again, like another phenomenal uh, wrestler. Uh, yeah, Zach Wentz. Uh, so there's like Myron Reed, Hot Fire Myron Reed. Uh, he's another Midwest guy that's gonna blow up huge. Uh, Trey Miguel, and there's so many. I'm gonna I'm gonna forget somebody and bum somebody out. So those are like those are like some of the the big. Uh, there's the besties, uh, Matt Fitchett and Davey Vega. I don't know if they've made it out there. They're they're kind of getting a little bit mm-hmm. of buzz about them. Uh, they're pretty great. So those are kind of like the the I guess localish guys that you know are kind of just starting with some of the promotions that I'm working with and stuff like that. And I think they're really gonna be. Like those are going to be the guys that we're talking about, if not right now in six months to a year or whatever. Um, these guys that are just way too good for only being wrestling for like two or three years, most of them. Um, as far as what I'm watching, uh, I still I still do WWE. Um, I, I fast forward through a lot of it anymore, uh, but I love keeping up with uh, like you know so many of my favorites are there. Uh, big Kevin Owens fan, so. Uh, you know, got to keep up with him and Sammy and some of the stuff that's going on on SmackDown. Uh, NXT, uh, I do PWG quite a bit. Um, AW, obviously, I'm there. Um, what else am I watching? I like Lucha Underground. Obviously, it's not on television right now. I'm just kind of drawing a blank. I kind of try to watch as much of it as I can. Yes, yeah, soon, right? I think they're starting recording this month, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, well, I saw Pentagon posting a bunch of stuff with the new belt, and uh, he's got some crazy new, even scarier makeup than he had or gear it's, than he had before. It's about that time that we have Chris and Joseph on to start poking him and see if he can uh, give us some secrets about what's coming up. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think the thing that I've been most excited about lately, like uh, oh, progress, I watch a lot of progress too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing I think that's been my favorite lately has been NXT. It's just like part of it's because of how great the product is right now but another part of it is it's it's literally all these guys that i've been shooting for the past four or five years you know Mm -hmm. like it's funny i uh just do this little like kind of checklist in my head when i'm watching like one of these big nxt shows and it's like i think it was the last takeover i had photos in my book of at least one person from every match no uh uh the women's match i didn't i don't because i don't have ember or uh shayna baszler Mm -hmm. but like a lot of these shows, it's been where at least one person in every in every match I have uh, photos of in this book, and it, which is just kind of like a real bizarre thing for me to watch these guys perform in front of ten thousand people. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I was shooting Ruby Riot, uh, Heidi Loveless, you know, a year and a half ago, like right before she got signed. She got signed kind of out of nowhere. Uh, but I, you know, I shot some of her last matches with like Kimberly and uh, Jessica Havoc and all them. So it's like really bizarre to me to watch these people that I was watching wrestle in Legion halls for 300 people a year and a half ago and just like bumping into backstage monthly now performing in front of 10, 20, 30,000 people on a regular basis. So that's a real bizarre thing for me as far as like watching wrestling now. But there's so much good stuff out there. Um, it's really about just like picking the flavor that you like, you know? That's awesome. I think you also answered my what's the best and worst of shooting wrestling. So <laughs> at least what, the was, best what did part. I say was the worst? Uh, not, I don't know. I don't know if there is a oh, worst okay. at this point, but <laughs> just the travel. Honestly. Just the travel. <laughs> for yeah. me, because I have to go everywhere for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's really not a really not a bad part about it. 
to awesome. me anyway. I think it's all, I think it's all pretty cool. That's awesome. It's like my fun thing that I do. So. All right. Well, again, if you guys uh, are still uh, listening to this, there are still 21 days to go as of this recording, and there'll probably be about 14 by the time this comes out officially on the podcast. If you're catching us, then um, is this? Do you have plans for this to be available past the Kickstarter? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, it'll be available like all the link to my store on my uh, my Insta- my wrestling Instagram page, probably forever. So oh. yeah, it'll be it'll be super easy to find. That, and I think I'm going to have them down at Wrestle uh, WrestleCon. Nice, in, uh, nice. I know in I, New Orleans. Too. I'm I still know. trying to work out a where, but yeah, that's great. And I know we have a few people uh, from the from the show crew that are going down to that. I'll be stuck in California, awesome. but uh, oh no, but, uh, oh no, stuck in California. It's snowing here right now. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. I, well, hey, <laughs> I'm in Pittsburgh. We're in the same boat. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but that's right, uh, that's right. uh, yeah, I know. Stuck in California during WrestleMania. It's like, well, it's not all bad, I guess. Uh, but yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. could be worse. Um, I'm working during WrestleMania. Like literally, I will be filming during oh, no. WrestleMania. That's the bad part. Uh, yeah. That's the other question I want to I want to ask you. Is there any thought about what's next? Is there a follow up to this uh, that you have in mind in the works? Or I know you got to get get through this part, but uh, it's like, what is sure, next sure. for you? Oh, I'm always I'm always thinking ahead. So um, last year I went down to WrestleMania weekend in Orlando and I put out like a zine, like a photo zine. So just like a like a cheap little like paper, um, you know, just like a collection of photos that I took at like all the indie shows and kind of just around. Um, that whole spectacle that is like WrestleMania weekend. I didn't go to WrestleMania. Uh, it's just, it's just too expensive for me. I can't, I can't do it. Uh, I commend those that can't, it's too many people and it's too expensive and I just can't do it. Uh, and there it was like 95 degrees the entire time. And just no thanks. I watched it from my hotel room. So that was much better. And then in a theater where, uh, Sammy Callahan ran a show immediately after WrestleMania ended, uh, which was also really cool. But, um, so uh, I did that zine last year. It was called Hardway. Um, I sold probably like 75, 80 of them. People seem to really enjoy them. So I think I'm going to make that an annual thing every year. I can make it to WrestleMania. So I'm going to be down at NOLA this year. Uh, so I'm probably going to make another one of those. That'll probably be out in like early May. Uh, I'll probably make a pretty limited run of that, probably 50, 75, something like that. Uh, but as far as like large-scale projects, um, I think I'm already working on – uh, the next book, whether it's called The Wrestlers 2 or uh, something by some other name, because it's not going to be it's not going to be the same thing that this is. It's going to be a, uh, a wider range of um, uh, like film types and uh, cameras and like all this kind of stuff. It's not just going to be Polaroids because uh, I shoot like kind of a wide range of stuff. And I've been really getting into shooting these like uh, really cool film portraits of these pro wrestlers. Um, on like some other higher quality formats, I guess. And so uh, I think that along with maybe some ringside work, because I've been shooting a lot of that on film uh, with probably some more Polaroids that I take with over the next, I think I'm just, it's not going to be so focused. I think it's going to be a little bit broader uh, and a little bit um, more eclectic, which is I think fully my style of doing things. So, uh, you know, that'll probably be out another three, four years. So, don't awesome. hold your breath on that one. Grab this book first and yes, enjoy it. You know? Yes. <laughs> Support the project today so we can see the projects tomorrow. Check it out. Michael exactly. Watson, The Wrestlers uh, photo book on Kickstarter. 
And that's my notification. Let me know my Kickstarter is going through, I guess. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Follow us stuff. Follow, uh, where are you otherwise on social media that people can see uh, some of the stuff you're working on? Sure. Uh, so my wrestling Instagram is at brainbuster with an underscore after it. Uh, no weird spelling, these spaces or anything like that. On Twitter, I'm at wolvblood, W-O-L-V-B-L-O-O-D. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I named my Twitter that. It was like a long time ago <laughs> when I just like made a Twitter. And then I was like, I don't need a spare wrestling or a spare Twitter for like my wrestling stuff. And now it's like I'm putting a lot of my wrestling stuff on Twitter because it's like a big community there. And so I just have like this real weird Twitter name. But yeah, it's uh, Wolf Blood on Twitter. Um, hardwayzine.bigcartel.com is where you can still grab a copy of that Hardway Zine from last year's WrestleMania weekend. Uh, yeah, those are the easiest places to find me. I'm real quick with replying on stuff. I check my filtered DMs and everything like that. So if you have any questions about anything I'm working on, anything I did, anything I'm going to do, Feel free to hit me up. I want to talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. I started hitting them up again. It was like, had to be one or 2 a.m. here. And I'm just like, oh, I did not. It was one of those things you're like, you send something off and like, maybe I'll have something in the morning if I'm lucky. Yeah. And we like pretty much booked this interview by 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't sleep. So <laughs> I get like four or five hours a night. Uh, I'm just up, up working usually. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot. Go check that out. And everybody, until next time, please support indie wrestling and uh, support independent photography. Too. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.